Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's June 4th, 2021, and you are invited to join me and my sister and sort of awesome regular Emily Harris as we are going to tell you all about how to have an awesome summer based on your personality type. That's right. We are covering all 16 personality types in the Myers-Briggs system of personalities. We have got ideas for this summer for every single one of you, and we cannot wait to share them. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We hope you know that you have found your way to the most awesome community of women that exists on the internet right now. I am so thrilled to welcome Emily back to the show. Hi, Emily. School's out for the summer. You did I know. it. I know. I finished my hardest year of teaching ever. Yes. What year of teaching was this? Oh, I think it was 19. <laughs> <laughs> Took almost two decades, but you finally yeah. got to the hardest whatever. Right. You taught through the pandemic. You were teaching virtually. You were teaching kids in the classroom, all the things. Yeah. It was a rough one, wasn't it? It was. It was a rough one. But it was also proof that we can do hard things. Absolutely. I am so thrilled for you that the school year is over. We are launching into summer. I know it's kind of a staggered thing. We've got people who will probably be going to school through June, so maybe it doesn't quite feel like summer yet. But we wanted to go ahead here at the beginning of June and give you guys some ideas about what you can look forward to this summer. I mean, I think that's been one of the biggest bummers of the past year. I mean, there's been... One of the biggest of yeah. many bummers yeah. in the past year. It just felt like there was nothing to look forward to. It was just a lot of hard stuff day after day. Now, as the pandemic is beginning to come to a close, again, depending on where you live on this planet, we're starting to be like, I can actually look forward to doing some things again. And that's what we really wanted to dig into today. We wanted to look and say, hey, based on your personality type, here's something fun, just like a fun idea for something to look forward to this summer. If you guys like personality talk, which you know, oh, I love personality talk, Emily, don't I? You really do. You could talk about it probably every show. I mean, really, you're just that's really like one could. of your passions. It really is. You know that meme of what could you give a 30-minute TED talk about with no preparation at yeah. all? For me, it's personality stuff, especially Myers-Briggs. I've been a Myers-Briggs enthusiast for, gosh, over a decade. Right. Emily is always so kind to humor me with all of my personality talk. But if you like personality talk, also, we want to direct you to our Patreon because last month in May, Rebecca, co-host Rebecca and I did a deep dive 
into the personality system that many of you are probably familiar with, especially if you've ever been in the corporate world or maybe even in higher ed. It's called Strengths Finder. Rebecca and I talked all about our strengths. We have superstars sharing their strengths. It was so fascinating. So that is in our Patreon feed. If you would like to become a superstar to get access to that, that's what we call our Patreon supporters. It's just $5 a month. You get bonus episodes. You get the sort of spicy series, which we cover topics that we'll never cover on the main show. Mm -hmm. In fact, one was too spicy for Emily to listen to. It was too spicy for me to listen to, and I will not listen to it. You're referring to the sexy (laughs) haul that Rebecca and I did, where we bought some products to improve the (laughs) spiciness level of our lives. Emily texted me. She was like, I'm sorry. I love you so much, but I will never listen to this episode. (laughs) It's just too much icky. (laughs) But if you're not my sister and you want to check out that episode of Us to Others, then you can go over to patreon.com slash sort of awesome and get signed up. We also have an exclusive Facebook group that's just for our superstars. Emily's a superstar. We've got a ton of great people in there that, I mean, it's just such a great community. Being an awesome is fantastic and wonderful. And we're so thankful for every single one of our awesomes. Our superstars kind of take it to the next level in terms of deepening relationships and talking about the real stuff, the nitty gritty of life. So again, that's patreon.com slash sort of awesome if you want to join us there. So Emily and I are going to be talking all about this summer, your personality type. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But Emily, first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you are new to sort of awesome Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about, oh, whatever's making life a little bit more awesome, whether it's a book or a movie, a TV show, a product, just kind of whatever's bringing some goodness to our life. Emily, I cannot wait to hear what you brought this week. Okay. So my Awesome of the Week, really, honestly, I could pick anything from this whole collection. It would be my Awesome of the Week. Okay. But I'm going to pick one particular thing. So it's the Swiss collection, like dinnerware and I hate to say dinnerware because it's just like there's so much stuff that they have. Okay. It's on Amazon. And the particular items that I'm going to talk about this week are their dinner plates. Mm. They're 11 inch dinner plates. Now, let me tell you, I have changed my style so much mm-hmm. over the past, I mean, even just a year. Really? Like I've gotten so much more modern. What was your kitchen aesthetic prior to this? I think my kitchen aesthetic prior to this was probably more transitional. Okay. Maybe a little bit traditional, transitional, but now I'm just embracing the modern. So I had actually ordered, and I think I was actually looking for a set of prep bowls for cooking, just to put little ingredients in and stuff. And so I found these prep bowls by the same company, Suisse. And then I think that Amazon suggested that I would like their dinner plates. And by golly, I did like them. And so as it turns out, you did. Yes. I had a big gift card to Amazon and I just went ahead and purchased them with some money on that gift card. And I got to tell you what I like about them. Well, I like everything about it. But one of the big things I like about them is that they are that modern design. And also they're in cool colors, like monochromatic blue. Mm. which really is turning out to be my favorite color to decorate with. So I just love them. And they have so much more stuff. They've got coffee mugs and cereal bowls and pasta plates. I mean, there's just so much stuff. I just love it. You sent me the link. This is beautiful. It's like so minimalist looking, Uh really beautiful. Like you said, cool colors. 
if anybody's looking to do a refresh in your kitchen. I feel like getting new plates is such an easy way to do a refresh. And you do get that little thrill every time you use it. It's like, oh my gosh, I love my new stuff. Right. Definitely. Emily comes by her love of new plates. Honestly, our mother is Mm -hmm. something of a plate Mm -hmm. and dishware collector. Aficionado. (laughs) Aficionado. (laughs) Yes. To this day, she has so many different settings of so many different plates. Mostly false craft. Mostly false craft. She still has the false craft plate collection from when we were growing up. From the 90s, 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s, yes. And it's still holding up. It has held up all of these years. Yes. That's got to count for something, right? Right. Okay, well, we'll drop a link in the show notes if you would like to go check out these plates from Suisse that Emily found on Amazon. They are very cool looking. So my awesome of the week is something that we have not yet really debriefed between the two of us and talked about. But you guys, my awesome of the week this week is the Friends reunion. (gasps) Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know where to start on this. I will start by saying, admittedly, I was skeptical. I went into this with low expectations. I did not know what to expect. Okay. A lot of shows have tried to do either a reboot or a revisit. Some of them have gone okay. Some of them have been spectacular failures. Like, (laughs) why did you guys even do this? Just leave (laughs) the good stuff in the past. Right. The Friends reunion, I admittedly had low expectations. I was blown away by how much I loved this reunion. I know. It was so good. Now, Emily, I feel like you're a bigger Friends fan than I am. You definitely are a person who has had in the background of your life for years, just kind of playing. I feel like if you and I had a Friends trivia, you would absolutely demolish me. Like if you played a trivia game, you would, yeah, smoke me, absolutely stomp me into the dirt. I know. Some friend stuff. I mean, when I was a freshman in college was the season that Ross and Rachel got together and all of that. So it's very much a part of my young adulthood. Mm -hmm. I just, I love what they did with this whole reunion. It is a perfect blend of nostalgia, of origin story, of how the cast came together, of revisiting the highlights of the show, the big storylines how they decided to end it. It's the perfect blend of revisiting old scenes and also getting the cast members currently their reflections back on what was going on at the time. I have to tell you, Kyle and I watched this before bed one night. It was the first night that it had come out. Yes. I was like, I'm going to watch the Friends reunion. And he was like, okay. So he was playing a game on his phone. Mm -hmm. Emily, about 15 minutes in, he had completely put his phone away. (laughs) He was all in. Oh, wow. On watching this, we laughed. I cried. I cried multiple times. I cried numerous times. I was not expecting to cry. Yes. For a reunion show, I can't think of any that have been as well done, well produced, as well put together as the Friends reunion on HBO Max was. I loved every minute of it. Now, Friends, in retrospect, as we look at it with 2021 eyes, Friends was problematic in some ways. It's interesting to go back and revisit those episodes because it's like, oh gosh, we don't, we don't do that anymore. (laughs) Right, right. And that's true about a lot of TV shows. Oh my gosh, yes, exactly. It's really difficult when you try to hold a show from decades ago up to the standards that we have today. Right. And they didn't even really touch on any of that. It's really just like pure, unfiltered nostalgia that if you were a fan of the show, I know it's on HBO Max and HBO Max, I don't think even really does like a free trial. They may do like a trial through Hulu. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
but I think it's worth every penny. It's so worth it. Oh my gosh. I joined, I got HBO Max for the reunion show. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I got to tell you, I think another reason why people our age love, love it so much is because here's an example, because of the nostalgia of it. The episode where Ross and Rachel got together for the first time and they had the big kiss in the rain. Mm -hmm. I remember where I was during that episode, that first episode. I was in our parents' basement in the Pennsylvania house and we had Mm -hmm. just moved there. I didn't know anybody. I was scared. I was in culture shock and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this show. I'm going to watch it every week. And then fast forward to the summer, the May slash June before you got married. We yes. all went to a friend's house in Ada. We had two girlfriends and we went to their mom's house and we made your birdseed pouches for your wedding. And yes. we watched the episode where yes. Ross goes to London and kind yes. of marries Emily. Do you remember that? I totally remember it. Yes. I do. I forgot we were watching Friends while we did that. I yep. very specifically remember doing that. Yeah. Then later in life, the night I went into labor with Daisy, who is 16 now, uh-huh. that very night I was in labor. I was counting contractions while Friends was on. And now I can't remember which episode it was. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I think that Friends was always on in the background of our lives yeah. during that very specific moment in time. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was just, I don't want to use all of the words for this entire episode right. right now, but it was just so good. I know a couple of people have DM'd me, people have tagged me in our Facebook community to be like, what did you think? I can't wait to have more conversations as more people watch it because, oh my gosh. It was just so good. It was so awesome. Yeah. I just loved it. I loved it. So, okay, you guys, those are our awesomes of the week this week. As always, we will have links in the show notes for you. We would love to have you come and join us on our social media channels so you can tell us what's awesome in your life right now. If you haven't, you've got to come over and follow us on Instagram. We are having so much fun over there at Sort of Awesome Show, talking about what's awesome, but all kinds of other things too, daily celebrations, birthdays, all kinds of fun stuff. And if you haven't joined us in our Facebook community, now is the time to do it for sure. Come and join us at facebook.com slash groups slash Sort of Awesome Hangout. We talk about what's awesome in life. We problem solve, we troubleshoot, we figure out solutions to things. We have great laughs together. Come and join us over there if you haven't already. We have so much personality stuff. You guys, buckle up. We got a lot to talk about, and we're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. Okay, awesomes, real talk. When you need a doctor, you need a doctor now. Not in a few days and not in a few weeks, and definitely not in a few months. If you need to see an MD ASAP, well, we've got a solution for you, and it's called ZocDoc. Just download the free ZocDoc app, and it's the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance. You can read verified patient reviews, book an appointment, either in person or on video chat. You never have to wait on hold with the office receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, or even another kind of specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc dot com slash awesome and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Listen, you guys, every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor fast. Between running a business and managing the lives and schedules of five kids, I just do not have time to do a bunch of research to find a doctor for a new appointment. ZocDoc makes healthcare so 
easy. Awesome's now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash awesome and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's ZocDoc.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. I wanted to tell you all that we do have a lot. Emily and I really worked hard on this episode because again, we're talking 16 personality types. We want to give some really good, fun, awesome ideas, but I know this is going to be a lot of information. So what I did is I went ahead and made up a little cheat sheet. I'll put a link in the show notes for how you can get it. So don't feel like you have to try to memorize anything we're talking about. This is just for fun. And if you go to our show notes at sortofawesomeshow.com slash show notes slash 302, you'll be able to find the link to get the little cheat sheet for this. So don't feel, I don't want anybody to feel overwhelmed. This is just for fun. And another thing, speaking of 16 personalities, people always ask me when it comes to Myers-Briggs, I don't know my type or I took the test when I was in high school, but I'm sure it would be different now. My results would be different. What test do you recommend? I always send people to 16personalities.com. It's the number 16personalities.com. They have a great free test. It doesn't take much time at all to take it. I think that the results are very accurate and they give you a really good profile, kind of an overview of what your type means in romantic relationships, in friendships, in work and all types of things. So we're not connected to them at all. They don't know who I am. <laughs> no affiliate link or anything like that. I just always recommend 16personalities.com for taking the test. Now, before we get started, Emily, remind us of what your Myers-Briggs type is. Yes, I am an INFJ. You are. You are. Did you know that's the counselor type? Have you heard your type referred to as that before? No, I never have. It makes sense. Knowing you, I can totally see that. That is so you. I'm an ENFP. So we're both idealist types. ENFPs are sometimes called the champions. Uh I love it. I Uh want a a shirt that's like ENFP champion. (laughs) Oh, I like that. We're the idealists. We're going to talk about those last. Let's get started with talking about the guardian types. Okay. So the guardian types are going to be our SJ types. So this is ESTJ, ISTJ, ESFJ, and ISFJ. Our guardian types are the people who are very practical. They're very down to earth. They're your dependable people in your life, the trustworthy people. These are the people in your life. The guardians are the ones who love tradition. Sometimes they can be a little bit too attached to doing things the way they've always been done. Mm -hmm. But we need our guardians in our lives. They're the ones that make sure that we celebrate all the holidays, that we remember to do all of the things that need to get done. They're extremely dependable. So the first type I want to talk about is ESTJ. And this is the executive type. So executive types really love to bring order and control to the world. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're an ESTJ, I think it would be so fun this summer to put yourself in charge of the big family cookout. Now, ESTJs have no problems at all putting themselves in charge. In fact, they feel most comfortable when they're the ones in charge. (laughs) Do you know any ESTJs? You know, I don't think I do. If I do know an ESTJ, I don't know that they're an ESTJ. Okay. But these are going to be the people who naturally have found themselves in leadership positions and in management positions. They're really good at bringing order to systems, especially the systems that are kind of outside of themselves. So it doesn't have to be a family cookout. It could be for your church group or a community group, even for your neighborhood. 
but you're going to be really good at organizing what's needed for a great cookout. And then when cookout day arrives, you can get behind the grill and just be like, you're the captain of this ship. You're grilling hamburgers and hot dogs and you're telling everybody else what they need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, ESTJs, remember that people are going to mess up your plans. They always do. (laughs) People are chaotic, even though you have the best plan. But just roll with it. Know that you have used your executive superpower to throw a fantastic cookout for your people. So that's the ESTJ. Now, the ISTJ is the more introverted one of this type. They're called the inspectors. And ISTJs, again, they like to bring order, but they're going to be the ones that definitely like to do things the way they've always been done and really are super strong, dependable people. So this summer, ISTJs, I think it'd be so fun for you to do something new because sometimes ISTJs kind of get in a rut of just doing the same things over and over. Do something new, take up a new hobby. You really like structure and order and routines. So summer can be a little bit uncomfortable for ISTJs because it's like a time when we kind of let go of our routines, right? Mm-hmm. We're like sleeping in. My teenage daughters have slept in until noon every day since their <laughs> summer break started. Yeah. I don't super love that, but I'm trying to roll with it. <laughs> so since inspectors or ISTJs do really great with detail, a hobby that is really detail-driven can help you feel like you have a little bit more control in the midst of the chaos of summer. So you could pick up a traditional craft like knitting or calligraphy Or you could do something really new and really push the limits of what you're comfortable with. Maybe take up astronomy, master a new board game. You could take up bird watching or hiking if you want to get outside. Something that will allow you to have some introvert time to recharge and also kind of get into the details where things are very predictable and orderly because there's going to be a bunch of chaos swirling around you, right? Yes. Okay. So that brings us to our ESFJs. Now, my best friend, Catherine, is an ESFJ. These are the provider types. These are the people who consistently will take care of you in life. Aww. Just like an Enneagram 2, which Catherine also is. These are oh, the people. Well, there we go. Yeah. They're the people that love to take care of others. ESFJs, I think this is the season for you to get the band back together. ESFJs do such a great job of keeping people connected staying connected with your people and keeping people connected. Now, COVID may have felt like you couldn't use that power that is so natural to you. So this summer, ESFJs, if you haven't already, plan at least one get together that makes space for lots of catching up. It could be with one friend, could be with 10 friends. You could do something like a s'mores night or have everybody come over to do like a cards tournament with like an easy low stakes card game that people can chat while they play. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Do you remember when we were growing up, we would go to our aunt and uncle's cabin out in the wilderness of Kansas? Yes. It's <laughs> so wild out there. There was always decks of cards laying around, weren't there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our mom and aunts and grandmother would teach us card games and we would just sit around for hours playing cards and chit-chatting. It's such a great way to catch up. So ESFJ, spread your social butterfly wings. Encourage others to get back into friendship rhythms and routines too. We're all feeling awkward. Don't worry if you feel awkward. Everybody feels awkward right now. We're all out of our groove. But ESFJs, you can kind of lead the way, help us get back into those routines. Okay, and so then finally, ISFJs, this is the last of the guardian types. ISFJs are called the defender types. Now, ISFJs really thrive in calm and predictable routines of life that help them to care well for others. So ESFJs and ISFJs both have that strong caring component. ISFJs just tend to be, again, a little bit more introverted, bringing that caring a little bit closer to home. 
So ISFJs can definitely be every bit as social as ESFJs, but they have a very deep need to have quiet time to recharge, do things on their own. Sort of awesome alumna, Laura Tremaine is an ISFJ. She famously takes herself out for reading lunches mm-hmm. where she goes out Just to eat by herself. herself. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Reads a book. ISFJs, I have a little bit of a challenge for you this summer. So maybe you can find some ways to schedule in a little bit of chaos for yourself this summer to kind of shake things up, get out of your rut a little bit. ISFJs are extremely conscientious. They have really high standards for themselves. So if you feel like you've gotten into a rut a little bit during quarantine, take up a messy hobby or let your kids do something that you usually would say no to. Here's an idea. Go on a short road trip without any kind of structured plan. Just see what happens. Just get out there on the road and see what happens. Let your hair down a little bit and really just embrace the fun of summer, especially if you feel like you've gotten a little stuck in your routines. Maybe shake things up this summer. Those are my suggestions for the guardian types. If you're a guardian type, I would love to hear from you. Do you think that I nailed it for you or are you going to do a hard pass? I love these suggestions. I think they're great. I hope so. I hope so. I can't wait to hear from the guardians what they think. So next, let's talk about the artisans. Emily, you're going to talk about artisans for us, right? Yes. Okay. So these are SP types. Yes. So the artisans are most at home in the world of solid objects that Mm. can be made or enjoyed in the realm of the here and the now. Yes. They love living life fully in the present, and they often feel unmotivated to do things that they don't consider to be fun. So that's <laughs> quite a challenge. You know, this is a great contrast between the SJs and the SPs. SJs, even though everybody has things that aren't fun to do in their lives, SJs are the ones that will just be like, well, it's got to be done. Right. The responsible thing to do is to just do it. SPs are like, oh, it has to be done. I don't want to do <laughs> it. I don't want to do it. It's not fun. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so first we're going to talk about the ESFPs, and they are the entertainers. Mm, I have one of these in my house. Ooh, I think I know who that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the ESFPs can be always just be counted on to just get the party going. So this summer, I encourage you ESFPs to lean into that superpower by leading the way in social gatherings. Dial up your extroverted social energy because Lord knows they have a lot of it bottled up Mm -hmm. from this past year and help conversations going and distract everyone from the awkwardness about, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, everyone's feeling awkward right now. Yeah. So just get that conversation going. Maybe you want to volunteer to sing for karaoke. Take the girls out for karaoke. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, this past year has been filled with a lot of not fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Take the shoulds off your summer bucket list and replace them with, you know, I cannot wait to do fill in the blank. Yes. I love it. I love it. I think ESFPs would totally dig that. Yes. I bet your AJ would definitely. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. So now we're going to talk about the ISFPs. Now, do you know what they are? I have a feeling, but remind me what this type is called. So they are the adventurers. Yes, adventurers. Yeah. Which is interesting because they're introverted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Interesting. Yeah. So they're often relaxed. They're non-judgmental. They kind of have this live and let live kind of vibe. Totally. So summer is like a thrilling season for them because there's so much to get out and do. Yeah. So these ISFPs value action and activity far more than just talking. Okay. 
So they like to actually just do yes, stuff. Yes, they like to do stuff. They're the okay. doers. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, maybe Nico is a ISFP. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty extroverted too, though, so we'll <laughs> That's see. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he loves his people. Mm-hmm. So this summer, just make it a priority just to go out and experience the freedom. We have been under so much restrictions for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. You know, like we watched Cruella this weekend at home. Oh. Like, uh-huh. We haven't been to the movie theaters in forever. So this is something yeah. simple that you could do yes. that you haven't done in a long time. Maybe it's going for a drive or maybe it's going to a farmer's market or yeah. reading a sci-fi or a fantasy book. You could take yourself on a date to an art museum. Just totally. something that will shake up that routine that you've kind of gotten used to. Definitely, definitely. I do think that's why ISFPs are called the adventurer type because it's kind of like exploring, right? Whether they're with a group or by themselves, they're always looking for something they can discover. And again, if it's something that's like hands on, Mm -hmm. then all the better for them. But I do think even like you said, reading a fantasy book, something that is going to mentally let them have the freedom to explore could be really fun too, for sure. I love that. Okay, so next we have the ESTPs. Okay. These are the entrepreneurs. All right. Yeah. So they are the fun, charming, and outgoing people. They love to also get out and do, just like ISFPs. ESTPs are thrilled by the possibility of things to do in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Now, whereas ISFPs are happy to explore on their own, ESTPs love to do things with others. Oh my gosh, this is so true. I think when you look at extroverts on a spectrum of still kind of introverted or wildly extroverted, I think ESTP is maybe the most extroverted. It's either number one or number two. They're like super, super, super want to crave. They want to be around others. They crave being around others. So yes, for sure. So this summer they want to, I encourage them to explore but they're best in their element when they're doing it with other people. So maybe they could get a group to go camping or hiking. I know in Texas, it's really popular to float the river in the summertime. That would be an awesome experience for a group of people for this personality type. Or if you want to stick closer to home, you could schedule a neighborhood scavenger hunt for people in your neighborhood or kids in your neighborhood. I think that would be a lot of fun. You could coach a sport. You could teach others to cook. Just as long as you're doing that adventure thing and you're doing with other people. Yes, those are great ideas. That would be so fun. I think that just like neighborhood connections are one of the things that people have been missing. Of course, as the pandemic has been coming to an end, I do think chit-chatting with neighbors is something we've been doing, but it hasn't really, I don't know many neighborhoods have had a chance to really come back together and reconnect. So I love the idea of doing something just as fun as a scavenger hunt. Although the other day, I can't remember what we were talking about, but Kyle and I were talking about scavenger hunts and I was like, I love a scavenger hunt. And he's like, they are from the devil. Wait, why did he say that? He just thinks they're so dumb. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, they're not dumb. They're so fun. They it's so challenging. Fun. You get that thrill, that rush of adrenaline. Are we yeah. going to find the thing? Are we going to find yeah. it in time? He was not as impressed with the He's ideas. too I'm, cool for them. Yes. INTJ is across the board are oh my too goodness. cool for school. So That's funny. <laughs> okay. So next we have the ISTPs. Now these people are the virtuosos. Do you want to elaborate what that means? Yeah. So virtuoso is somebody who... You know, if you think about it, classically speaking, it's somebody who's just kind of really good at something without seeming to take much effort. So ISTPs 
have introverted thinking, which means that they are really about orderliness, systems, problem solving, but they spend a lot of time in their head thinking about these things. But they also have extroverted sensing, which means that they're very engaged in the world around them, the concrete world around them. And so ISTPs are the kind of people that can just pick up a thing and know how it works. You shouldn't type your kids probably because they're still cognitively developing. But I really think that Mac, one of our twins, is an ISTP because from the time he was three or four years old, he could get out a Lego kit. This was long before he could read or anything uh-huh. and just intuitively know how it all fits together. These are the wow. people that when it comes to doing things with their hands, figuring things out, they just instinctively know how to do it. And that's why they're called the virtuoso type, because it seems like they just know how to do things without effort. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So ISTPs, like ISFPs, ISTPs love to have freedom. ISTPs, it's really important to practice good boundaries with your time this summer. Okay. Because as people are excited to get together and start doing things, If you have an overbooked social calendar, it can Mm. kind of start to feel overwhelming. Yes. But no matter what your schedule looks like, make sure that you have time and space to get your hands on a project. Maybe it's like restoring an old piece of furniture or doing a little refresh in a corner of your home. Yeah. Many ISTPs have unusual or interesting hobbies. So maybe they could take up a new one. That sounds fun. Love that. It's true. ISTPs are going to be the ones that... They have a little bit of that sort of nutty professor vibe about them. They can seem a little scattered outwardly, but inwardly, they're always thinking, they're always figuring things out. And so they definitely are going to be more drawn to some more unusual hobbies or like you said, just their corners of their home. Yeah, (laughs) they're little 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 nooks. Yeah. And so a cool thing about ICPs is not only do they know how to put something together, but they can also, again, instinctively improve on its design or its aesthetic. So right. it could be really fun for an ICP, I think, this summer to challenge themselves and see what they can come up with. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we've talked about the guardians. We've talked about the artisans. We've talked SJs and SPs. When we come back, we're going to get to the intuitive types, the NTs and the NFs. We will cover them when we come right back. Okay, awesomes, we have talked a lot on the show about how many of us are really ready to get back to some kind of idea of normal now that the pandemic is coming to a close. Also, I'm going to say maybe for many of us, you may be having the same issue that I am, that I'm looking in my closet, I'm looking in my drawers, I kind of hate everything that I have. It's been so long since I've really thought about like, what do I want to wear when I'm out and about? Well, lucky for me and lucky for you, awesome Allison Labattis and her outfit formulas are here to save the day. You've heard Allison on the show before, and we've talked about her outfit formulas many times. Basically, every single season, Allison creates a capsule style wardrobe. And within her outfit formula, not only does she tell you the exact items of clothing that you're going to want for that season, she provides you with a ton of links for where you can go shop. Now, Allison's a huge fan of everybody shopping their closets first, but if you're like me and you kind of want to get out and find some new things to freshen things up, she's going to give you shopping lists with price points with everything from Walmart to Nordstrom and all kinds of stores in between. Not only that, but Allison is a huge believer in size inclusivity. 
So every single one of the outfits she suggests can totally be adapted so you can feel comfortable wearing it on your body. Every season, I'm a fan of Allison's work with outfit formulas, but I think summer 2021 is the season that all of us are going to want to grab one of the outfit formulas to guide us through our gentle re-entry into the real world with style and feeling confident about how we look. The outfit formulas are only $39. And again, Allison is telling you every single thing you need to wear every day for the summer ahead. And if you want to check it out, you can do it using our link and support Sorta Awesome when you go to SortaAwesomeShow.com slash Summer Outfits 2021. That's SortaAwesomeShow.com slash Summer Outfits 2021. It will take you right to Allison's outfit formulas for the season ahead because you guys, it's time to get dressed and feel awesome. All right, we're back. So we talked about the sensing types, the SPs and the SJs. Now we're going to talk about the intuitive types of which you and I both are one. My husband, Kyle, I mentioned earlier is an INTJ. Let's talk about those rationals. These are the NTs, the rational people in your life. They're going to be the problem solvers. They love to understand how things work, mostly so they can improve it and make it better. This is what really drives an NT type. They express it in different ways. Rationals, I always say this when I'm talking about the rational types, they don't just want to think outside the box. They want to take the whole box apart Mm -hmm. and build a better box. Okay. So that's kind of their approach to life. Now, what is that going to look like in the summer? Well, here are some ideas. Let's start with the ENTJ. The ENTJ type is called the commander type. Okay. They definitely are natural born leaders. They have strong opinions. They love to share their knowledge with you. Now, most NT types, if you're in a relationship with one, if you know one, if you're friends with one, they pretty much think they're right. (laughs) Whatever opinion they hold, they're pretty sure (laughs) it's the right opinion. But ENTJ types, that doesn't stop them from engaging with other people and other ideas. They are pretty sure their opinion is right, but they like to hear what other people are thinking and kind of debate. They're natural debaters and... They kind of like to go back and forth with people, especially when it comes to learning something new. So I thought it would be so fun for ENTJs this summer to start a podcast club. Oh. Similar to a book club, but instead group members listen to podcast episodes and then you come to the gathering and you discuss the episode that everybody listens to. That's really cool. I love that. And so I think ENTJs would be so great with this is if you organize the ENTJs, you can pick that first episode for discussion, then other group members can volunteer, choose episodes. I think it would be so great for ENTJs to do this because ENTJs love to engage with knowledge. All NT types love to learn new things. ENTJs, I think that if you can challenge yourself to come prepared, not only to talk about what you learned in listening to these different podcast episodes, but also to listen and learn from other people's perspectives, okay. which can be a little bit of a challenge for ENTJs can also be a challenge for INTJs. INTJs are known as the masterminds. Now, Emily, if there's one thing I know about INTJs uh-huh. is you really cannot tell them what to do. <laughs> In love with and married to an INTJ for more than half of my adult life. Yes. But truly, they can be a little contrarian. Like if you yes. say, I think you should do this, they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Just because you suggested it. Right. I say this with love to INTJs everywhere. Yes. So INTJ awesomes. This is just a gentle suggestion. Take it or leave it. Do what you want. (laughs) But INTJs definitely have a strong introverted intuition, which INFJs do as well. That's your lead cognitive function as well. 
So INTJs are really great at deep diving a thing. So I thought it'd be really fun for INTJs this summer to give yourselves total freedom, total permission, guilt-free to go all in on a hobby or an interest. So maybe you could take a class to learn more about a hobby that you already have, like take it to the next level. Maybe there's a new skill or something you've kind of been thinking about. You've been daydreaming a little bit about it. Just go all in, take up that new skill, learn all of the things, go to the library, check out all the books about something that has tickled your interest. You will feel so recharged as you become the master of a new thing. That's the thing about INTJs. Like once they start a thing, they don't want to just keep it surface level. They're not dabblers. They want to go all in. So INTJs this summer, just go for it. You've got a few months. Give yourself permission to go all in. That's funny that you said they go all in because that's how you ended up with soldering equipment in Kyle's <laughs> office when he started making rosaries. Like I can, yes. he didn't just make rosaries. He went all in. All the way to making all the, the beads things. himself. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So the next rational type is the ENTP. So okay. the ENTP type is a visionary type. They are very clever, very witty people. They're very charming. And like all other NT types, they're very curious about things. Now, the thing about ENTPs is they rarely have any trouble at all knowing how to fill their time. ENTPs are generally not bored. They will just come up with things to do. Right. <laughs> because they have this extreme curiosity. They have a desire to figure things out. And then ENTPs like to figure things out so they can break all of the rules And all of that does keep them pretty busy. So I thought it'd be so fun for ENTPs this summer to do something silly, like host a slip and slide party for people of all ages, grownups, kids, just be silly with it. If you want to do something a little bit more conventional, you could host a dessert and party game night. So choose foods and games that could be played indoors or outdoors, be socially responsible with it, but really play up your witty side with games like Cards Against Humanity. I found a cleaner version of that called Kinder Perfect Okay, that I'll put in the show notes. The thing about ENTPs is your people in your life really love you for your wild and curious approach to life. So just really indulge that this summer. Again, ENTPs don't usually need ideas about what to do. They usually have a list they want to get to. (laughs) They are way more dabblers because they have extroverted intuition like ENFPs do. So they're not ones to go all in, but they do like to just have fun and be silly and they really do love life. All right. The last of the rational types are the INTPs. Okay. Now this type is known as architect. And I think that's because they are masters of problem solving. Their introverted thinking really leads the way for them. So again, they are all about bringing order and predictability to systems, but they really like to start inward for them. So for INTPs, they're often in their heads a lot Sometimes they can even seem aloof or like they're not interested in friendships or relationships because they really live in their heads. So I thought for INTPs this summer, give yourself a break from thinking and from overthinking and take up a hobby or a pastime that's a little bit more contemplative. Something like pottery or painting that would allow you to, you kind of have to think about it while you're doing it. You're an artist, Emily, you know. Yeah. There's like a mental element to let's just say creating something pottery wise. Okay. You got to think about what you're doing, right? Absolutely. Or else yes. you're going to turn up with. Yes, but it also lends itself to being just contemplative about other things in life yes. once you kind of get the hang of it. Yeah. Exactly. So once you're into the groove of it, your mind is rolling, it can be relaxing, but you're still engaging it with it on an intellectual level. 
you can do that on your own. Or if you're up to it, INTPs, invite a friend, invite your spouse or a kid to join you in this new pursuit to kind of deepen relationships. Like all introverts, INTPs really excel in more small group settings. And so this could be a great thing to bond with somebody in your life, take up a new pursuit together, but also do something to kind of give yourself space to get out of your head a little bit. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to our last group of people, the idealists. You and I are idealists. I can't wait to hear what you came up with. Okay. So the idealists are primarily concerned with growth, personal development, harmonious relationships with people that they are in any kind of relationship with. Yes. So let's talk about the first one. We're going to talk about you. Okay. So (laughs) you are an ENFP. You're a champion. Champion. Do you feel like that's a good descriptor? ENFPs can be good champions for sure. They are really good naturally at advocating for things. ENFPs can be champions and, and advocate in a way we like to just live out our ideas and hope that other people follow along. Yeah. As opposed to ENFJs who like to be hands-on teaching a thing. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's the difference between, I always use this example to differentiate between ENFP and ENFJ. An ENFP who feels really strongly about breastfeeding, for example, would be one who does a lot of social media activism, maybe post pictures of you can nurse your child anywhere and maybe showcase pictures of women nursing their children around the world, like stuff like that. Whereas the ENFJ is going to be more like the lactation consultant who's in the trenches, okay, helping women to actually do the thing of breastfeeding. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That was a yes. little bit of a tangent because I have a lot of words about ENFPs, of course. <laughs> really? Do you? I'm just yeah, kidding. A lot. I could definitely <laughs> just spend 30 minutes talking about myself That's and ENFPs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you have me tickle. Oh, holy Moses. Okay, now the best advice that I have for you and other ENF peers, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) this summer is to pace yourself. Okay. Because I know it's hard for you to make decisions because you have all all the the choices. Yes, all of the possibilities. I know that you're craving social connections with people that you probably haven't seen in person in a while. And even going shopping or going to church or community events will get your extroverted self buzzing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. ENFPs can have a great summer being social as long as they remember to build in downtime in their schedule. Yes. It's very important. As introverted feelers, ENFPs are the most introverted of the extroverts and have a strong need to process inwardly. So even if it's just a Sunday night or a Monday morning where you can just laze around, chill out, that can help you feel energized and not exhausted. Yes, that is so true. I always say that because ENFPs, I think, are the type that is most conflicted about whether or not they are extroverts or introverts. And a lot of ENFPs use the identifier ambivert, like I'm exactly in the middle. Uh It is because we are the most introverted of the extroverts. And so we, more than any other extroverted type, we need our downtime for sure. So that's like, I'm like, I don't want to pace myself, but I know I need to pace myself. Right. (laughs) Which is weird because I've never really considered you ever to be an introvert. I think, I do think it's because we do get, like, we're very comfortable in social situations and I just think we get a little tired, a little worn out because so that introverted feeling function is Uh the one that 
wants to go inward to process and see if the information we're taking in in the world around us as extroverts, how it lines up with our internal code of values. Okay. And so we like to just process inwardly a lot. Okay. And so that's the more introverted part of it is after a while, we're like, okay, this is all fine and good, but I need to go away by myself and just so I can think. think. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So the next of the idealists, we have the INFPs, Mm -hmm. which are the healers. Yes, definitely. The INFPs are strongly driven by that introverted feeling function. This doesn't mean that they like to keep their feelings to themselves. Instead, introverted feelings means that INFPs are constantly checking in to see how the environment around them aligns with their inward self and beliefs and ideals. Exactly. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Yes. This summer, I think it would be really good to journal. Ooh, yes. Even if you've tried journaling in the past and been disappointed that you didn't keep it up, forgive yourself, move past that, and just try it again. As we re-enter social dynamics and situations with other people, you have a lot to process if you were an INFP, Mm -hmm. and a journal is a great way to do that. You can even... Just journal as a check-in and write how things are going, or you can try the bullet journaling or yeah. write about some relationships that you have had to kind of shift throughout this time during the pandemic. Yes, that is a great idea. INFPs also can be a little in their heads, but instead of trying to problem solve, they can be more what feels like in their feels. They can be really, really idealistic. Mm-hmm. And so I think journaling is a way to kind of check in with themselves. Of, this is how I thought this was going to go, but this was the reality. And how am I feeling about that? And how do I move forward from that? Those types of things. That totally makes sense for an INFP. I love it. Right. So the next one is the ENFJ, which is what you had touched on earlier. Yeah. These are the teachers. Okay. So ENFJs thrive when they can organize or like you said, coach people, the lactation consultant example that you gave. Yes. For the greater good. So ENFJs have been missing people too. So this might be a really good time this summer for them to organize the bonding activity. Mm, Yes. Maybe go on a nature walk or plan a day of swimming or have a picnic with your family or friends or something like that. ENFJs love to be behind the camera for whatever they're doing. Yeah. So you could do that. You could go to any of these activities and take your camera with you. And so you could have that memory making, that part of memory making that can bring joy to your ENFJ heart. I do think ENFJs tend to be really good at capturing memories, whether that is through pictures or maybe scrapbooking or even could be journaling. They love gathering their people and connecting with their people so much that I think any kind of memory keeping that they do helps them to kind of go back and relive that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So this would be a really great summer for them to just really embrace all of that. Yes. Okay. Well, you did an awesome job covering the idealist. Thank you so much. There is one type though that I wanted to cover myself since it's you. Yes. (laughs) Tell me about myself. Okay. So INFJs, again, like I said earlier, they're called the counselor types. And I do think that's because INFJs are really driven and crave connection with people, but they want it at a deep and meaningful level. Right. Tell me how you feel about small talk on a scale of one to 10. Okay. So I got to tell you, this is confession time. I purposefully did not go to an end of the year celebration Uh because I knew that I was going to have to small talk (laughs) and I didn't want to do it. And I love, I love the people I work with. 
I just know that if I'm in a smaller group with people talking about things that really matter to me, I get yes. so much more out of that than the never ending question, what are you doing this summer? <laughs> so yes. yeah, nothing will drain the battery, <laughs> will drain the life out of an INFJ <laughs> yes. faster than having to be in a whole situation filled with small talk. Right. You guys want to get to the heart of the matter. Right. Who cares about small talk? Tell me what's your deepest, darkest problem right now. Exactly. Let's talk about I it. I could spill my whole heart about something like that. Exactly. And you like to ask me too. This does cause a little conflict for me and you because <laughs> you're like, here's everything that I am struggling with. And I'm like, everything over here is fine. We're all good. <laughs> okay. So INFJs, yes. they love to connect with people, especially on matters that are important to them. So I think it would be great this summer if you INFJs could plan to have one or two or, hey, even more if you have the energy. I want to say this for all introverts who are listening. Mm -hmm. I think all introverts need to be prepared that re-entry back into social dynamics and even just things as simple as the new dynamics of how do we shop in stores together? What does this look like? Yeah. That's going to be exhausting. I think even extroverts are a little exhausted right now. Yeah. But introverts, give yourselves tons of grace. That's why I'm saying if you're an INFJ, maybe have one or two sit down in-depth conversations with people that you really care about that you've been missing. Yeah. That you feel like you haven't really gotten to connect with. Or it could even be with people who are passionate about something that's important to you. So maybe it's not a close friend. Maybe it is a colleague and you guys are both on the same team or committee and you both feel really strongly about it. You know, have a good sit down with them and kind of debrief with each other catch each other up on what the progress has been. So I'm saying it doesn't have to be like, let's sit down and tell our deepest, darkest secrets. It could be just like around something that you care about, but it's not necessarily in a personal setting. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. Like when you're talking about this, I have the perfect friend in mind. She's in my recovery group with me. Okay. And she and I really don't get to see each other that much, but we have so much in common. She's an INFJ as well. Okay. And I could just see us going to lunch or dinner and just having a really deep reconnect. Yes. I do think INFJs are very drawn to each other. I think all NF types kind of seek each other out because we all get that we're all about connections. But INFJs do seem to find each other because, again, it's that whole, I just want to sit down and talk to you one-on-one -on -one kind of right. thing that other types may not have the capacity to do as much as INFJs do. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, one thing is for INFJs, make sure you build in a lot of recovery time for yourself after that, because although you very much feel invigorated and recharged in the moment, it can also be kind of tiring, right? Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So make sure you have built in some time for yourself to just zone out a little bit, to recover from all of that energy. When we talk about introverts and extroverts, I often make this analogy that social settings for extroverts come really naturally because we are naturally cognitively geared towards the outside world. So we don't have to make a switch from our inner life to our outer life as much in social settings. Now, again, I'm painting with broad strokes here. Yeah. But for introverts, social dynamics can be exhausting in the sense that it would be like you're having a conversation with people while you're on a treadmill at the table. Right. <laughs> yes, like you're on the exactly treadmill. what it's like. You're yes. having to do this thing. You're working because you are more cognitively geared towards your inner life. It can be exhausting. It's like right. you're on a treadmill as you're talking to people. So Again, introverts everywhere, 
give yourself lots of space and grace as we move back into the rhythms of life after this year. And again, I'm saying all this, I know that there are places where the pandemic is still going on. People are still on lockdown. And my heart goes out to every person who's listening, who's like, this feels very far away for me. Yeah. We are so hopeful that everybody will be getting back into the rhythms of life very soon. So I want to offer that caveat that, yeah, I hope that these ideas, I hope some of them landed for you. If you're (laughs) like, no, girl, you totally missed the mark on me. Please let me know. I want to hear all about it. I will not be offended. I want to hear all the things. I'm sure, Emily, you feel the same way. Yes. We can't wait to hear what you thought about what we suggested for your types and hopefully it'll be make for a fun summer. So Emily, if people do want to find you, whether to talk about this episode or anything, remind everyone where we can find you all around the web. I am on Instagram at Emily34331. And I'm also active in the Hangout group on Facebook. And in the Superstars group. And in the Superstars group. Okay. Well, if you want to find me, I'm at Sorta Awesome Meg on all the social media. You can search for and find Sorta Awesome anywhere. Again, we're at Sorta Awesome on Instagram. Come find us in the Hangout group, Sort of Awesome Hangout on Facebook. We would love to have you. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to do this episode. I loved this conversation. Oh, me too. Thank you for having me. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.